1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all
2: take a moment
1: to talk more
2: than football. When Sogford City took an early lead on Saturday, a few thought that Mansfield's winning run could be over. However, a few people, including Nigel Clough, had other ideas. Steve McLaughlin is over it just outside the area this is a good opportunity for Mansfield to get back in the game McLaughlin steps up delivers the ball lowing in towards the middle where it's turned towards goal
3: at Mansfield Town a big here, and the Stags through Reesos, back in the side and back in the game Mansfield Town 1,
2: Salford City 1, this one, a similar position a little bit further out, it's on the left hand side again, it's a good 20 yards from goal, McLaughlin stands over it, 2 in the Salford wall away to our left hand side, Mansfield right to left, this afternoon kicking towards the north stand, where there's only a handful of Salford fans, calling. McLaughlin's free, guys yeah, into the back of the net, it's taken which right the wall, Steve
3: McLaughlin jumps into the air, punches the In front of the Salford dugout, Mansfield players pile on him, and from one goal down, they now lead by two goals
2: to one. A remarkable turnaround for Mansfield Town sees them go on nine wins from the last ten games. But what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object on Saturday afternoon as the Stags head for Forest Green Rovers? We may well find out as Nigel Clough's men take on the league leaders. Tonight, we'll reflect on Saturday's U-turn against Salford and look ahead to the Saturday showdown at Forest Green, the final game before Christmas. Can the Stags make it 10 from 11? Can they continue to climb towards the playoffs and make it a merry, merry Christmas indeed? Get involved now and have your say on your team in the comments on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. And at the moment... Just like Santa Claus, Nigel Clough and the Stags, keep on delivering too. Pre-warning, this podcast may contain references and recreations of the film Elf. More on that in 50 seconds. Don't you just love it when a plan comes together? Well, that's exactly what happened to Mansfield Town on Saturday afternoon when Nigel Clough tweaked things after around 25 minutes or so to go from a back three to a back four and completely change the game. Clough's tactical masterclass drove us on to another three points. And ahead of Saturday's trip to Forest Green Rovers, can he do it again as COVID starts to creep back into the camp? Illnesses take their toll and injuries as well. Are we starting to slip? back to the place we were before. Joining me to discuss all of that and lots, lots more in between over the next hour, my best friends and the man who's managed to find a Christmas shirt at the very last minute because he didn't realise we we're all wearing festive gear because he forgot to read the messages. Mr. Nathan Edge, good evening. Evening. How are how, how we doing? I'm very, very jolly, mate. I'm dressed in my uh, sort of elf uh, outfit. Um, talk us through your
4: your selection. Um, I mean,
2: very nice red shirt with some snowmen on.
4: Yeah, I was going to go for for the elf outfit. Then I heard you were, and I just thought, you yeah, know, that's just selfish.
2: Oh, very good. There you go. I'll give you a, a bell ring yes. for that. Well, no.
4: well
0: uh,
2: honestly, mate, I don't know. It, I think you're sort of half on the plane, though, aren't you? Because this is the last time we're going to speak <laughs> to you in the UK this year. Because you're off, on, you're you, you, you're getting rid of the UK. You're off out. You're off abroad, aren't you? Going to be listening <coughs> and watching on iFollow for the rest uh, of the year.
4: I'm, Did I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. so uh, I mean, who knows with the way, and uh, with restrictions at the moment. But yes, I, uh, due to leave on Friday, so um, I will be, we'll be cheering on the lads from from Espanol, um, for one last blowout in, uh, in the Marbella Villa. So I'll be there, there over Christmas. But we're returning on the 27th, so uh, shall we missed a couple of games. But I think um, hopefully I'll be able to still join you virtually from. From Spain where I'll probably have a better internet to be honest so you know all, who good.
2: knows I will actually i look forward to that well you know we we don't just need your view tonight because obviously um were you there sat there I looked for you I couldn't see you what
4: did, what no you um well, I was still struck down with, with illness no I was still, still down with still illness out? and so was my brother so um we, we both just decided we was going away in a week it's going to be best well, to stay away
2: well, as much as, you know, my commentary and, and other other commentaries sort of, you know, bring things uh, to perspective, we do need other people to uh, bring it in. One person who was there, who, who was literally just joining because he turned up late, is Cam. Evening, Cam. Are you still not set up yet? No, he's still not set up yet. I'm going to no. take you back out of the stream and put him back in. Oh, no, he started talking then. Uh, but another man who was there uh, is Mr. Alan Wilson. Let's say good evening uh, to... What, what, what? You're not Alan Wilson. Why Why have we got Santa Claus on, on the stream? Evening, Santa. Good evening, Craig. How are you? Are you, are you well? I mean, you, this, you shouldn't be doing a Mansfield Matters podcast. You should be doing a, surely should be doing your Christmas round, shouldn't you? Getting ready for the big day. You know, I've been getting ready with Mrs.
5: Claus. We've been doing the list. We'd just sat down and had a cup of tea and a mince pie. And I thought, uh, oh, something's happening on the uh, on the blog. I'll have a look at Mansfield Matters.
2: Just, I can just smell so- You don't smell like Santa, virtually. You, you, you smell like beef and cheese. <gasps> You're not Santa! You sit on a virtual throne of lies! Who is that under that centre outfit?
5: It's Super Alan Wilson.
2: Super subs in the house! Evening Super Sub, how are you? you well?
5: I'm very well, thank you.
2: There we go, we've got the annual joke out of the way. <laughs> Talking of annual jokes, I mean, hi Cam, how are you? Hi, you're right. <laughs> how are you? Are you well? Oh, if uh, people haven't switched off by now, they will in a minute.
6: Oh. Uh, I'm good. i bit. good. Been out for a drink with my work colleagues, so yeah, hence and I was you, a bit late. Yeah, and, and again, then... you've let
2: the side down because we've got Santa on the uh, on the podcast. We've got the chief elf, great outfit. We've got Nathan in his Santa shirt, and we're, oh no, he's bugging off. No, he's not even bothered getting. Right, he's, ignore the fact it says everything on it. He's right, he's put his daughter's Santa hat on. Santa, please tell me that he's on the naughty list this Christmas. I don't think he is. I don't think Rah. he is. Oh, Get shocking work. Santa, <laughs> I shall come to you first. Um, everybody from a Mansfield Town perspective on their Christmas wish list or early Christmas wish list uh, was definitely asking for an improver in a form. Can you quite believe it's nine wins in 10 games and not a single draw in those 10 games? It, it does take some believing,
5: Craig, but uh, I was one of the... Uh, the people that, you know, believed in Nigel Clough like you did and quite a few others, and we just knew it would, well, we've got a big feeling, you know, 90% certain it would turn around when we got the players back, the suspension's over with, and it's been proved, you know, the, the proof of the pudding, as they say, is in the eating, and they've played really well. You know, players have dropped in, you know, like Fern Rawson, just dropped in as if, you know, there was nobody, no problems at all, even though O'Toole was out. Everybody who has come in has had to step up and they've done
2: so. And I have to say, Cam, as well, that on Saturday when I saw the team sheet and read the news about Farron Rawson, I was fearing the worst because it's no coincidence at all. And we were saying this actually before the game. Uh, it's no coincidence that since he came into the side, Mansfield have improved vastly.
6: Yeah, it has. Um, I think obviously having a balanced. Uh, a balanced squad and a balanced setup is probably one of the most important things, and I think as regards to injuries and suspensions, we've been quite lucky this season. But over the last few weeks, we've been we've been quite settled. Obviously, Faz has been away with with his misses. Obviously, he's just had a little one, so um, fair enough. He can't really fault him. But then we've had we've had Ollie Hawkins that can slot in at the back, and the rest of the squad's been a bit more balanced. And it's just. Um, making sure that everyone keeps fair, everyone keeps suspension free. and uh, It's a massive turnaround from where we were, which is the most important thing. But um, yeah, like keeping a balanced squad, it's just everyone can fit in. Yeah, Faz Rawson comes in for Will Forrester and it's like he's not been out of the squad. It's just fantastic that we can just change things up.
2: As always, have your say on your team. We want you guys to get involved as ever tonight. So make sure you get involved in the live feed in the comments. We'll go through a few of them in a minute. Nathan, let's come to you in your festive red shirt. I'm to We'll have to put this to a vote later on as well in terms of who's got the best festive outfit. Of course, Mr. Wilson is going to win it. But Nathan's last minute Santa um, Christmas shirt, is, is it's up there. Um, you weren't obviously at the game on Saturday feeling uh, the effects of uh, the bugs which have been going around. Um, but no doubt you were listening and, and have, you know, Looked back at the highlights and read the reports and what have you. Oh, that's a big result, isn't it?
4: It was um especially after going behind so early on, you know, um which I think is testament to sort of the character and the team we've got at the moment. you know uh, I think again, we said this before, but probably a couple of months ago, conceding so early, you'd um you'd expect us to go on and lose that game, but we um yeah know we, we've been very sort of resilient and and fought back back a lot recently um and when we got that equalized i you know I, I really did fully expect us to go on, on and win so and and as you said in the intro um you know a play, the players deserve a lot of credit there but so does the manager because it was a you know tactical change that actually turned the game like he said in, in, in our favor And we, we spoke about formations previously and what we think suits us better and what's been effective lately but formations are, are great but it's not they can't be set in stone because sometimes uh you know the opposition can do a job on you and they can they can work against it, and and Salford did that. And but the good thing is, because we, we've got multiple formations in our sort of uh, in our Santa sack right now to pull out, we can uh, oh. yeah, we, we can change it up, <laughs> can't we? So um, yeah, yeah credit, credit to credit to the players and credit to to Nigel for you know for, for implementing that.
2: Keep your comments coming in. I'm going to dive through them in a second. I've just noticed that Clive's popped onto the viewing stream at the minute. Clive, not with us uh, on the panel tonight. He's not been well over the last uh, week or so and also missed uh, Saturday's game. So rest up, Clive. Although we have to say, uh, Nathan and Cam, that the messages that he's been sending us in the group chat, the voice messages have been very, very funny. It's like having Barry White on, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, <that's> what?
2: <laughs> oh, Cam's just like, just, just, just leave now, Cam. You're just, about, just <laughs> shocking. How many have you had this afternoon? Oh, he's gone. He has actually gone. He's, <laughs> he's too young to know who no. Mario White is.
6: Yeah. That's also Small true.
2: Thinking. Deep voice. Oh, for God's sake. Jokes are lost on you, aren't they? Jokes are lost on you. Right. Let's delve into the comments and get some sense because clearly you're not adding any. Uh, Chris really? says, evening. Uh, Pedro says, all right. Uh, Dave says, hi. Chris says, uh, hello uh, to you, Nathan and Cam. Um. Everyone. Loads of people saying hello. Martin saying hello as well. Let's. Uh. Uh. Clive says I'm laid up with uh, galloping Lurgy, so I can't visit the metropolis of Nailsworth on Saturday. Says Clive. Uh, let's delve into some uh, comment comments. Um. Richard's kicked us off tonight. Looking forward to Forest Green match. We have to play three at the back to stop Kane Wilson, the right back, who is excellent going forward. The only worry I have with that Alan is it's the, the personnel that are available because. This, and this is not a slagging match towards Elliot Hewitt. I thought he improved vastly when he went to right back, but in the back three when he played the left side, he was having a torrid time for 20 25 minutes wasn't he on Saturday and I'm fearful against a in form firing forest green front line that's a mouthful and a half um, that uh, <laughs> he, he could get unstuck again. <clears throat> It could do, but I think uh, Nigel will uh, counteract
5: that, and I think he'll sort it. You know, I mean, they, they won't obviously put it out early the way they're going to play. We're not, we won't be able to see that till they actually start the game. But as soon as everything's up and running, the first ten minutes, I'm sure Clough will tweak it to uh, what
2: we need. You've got to give him a lot of credit, Cam, as well for yeah. uh, ch- for changing it on Saturday and the flexibility which we have now got. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I'll say it, it was fantastic. going for I do have to hold my hands up and say I did miss the second goal, though. Uh, it's my dad's fault. He sent me to get Boverals just before half time, just to beat the queue. <sighs> he,
2: he did. Yeah, he, us all. Honestly, mate, that is shocking.
6: That's shocking. 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 That's shocking. Uh, right. Uh, keep your but, comments coming yeah. in. Go on, carry on. No, carry on. But yeah, um, I think the changing system was needed because. Under previous managers, we'd have probably just sat on that same system and just endured the game and been really pressured the entire game. But it, it seems that Clough takes into note that maybe our we are under the cosh a little bit and, and we do need to change system. And I think the change of system worked really well. Everyone just seemed a bit a bit happier in those positions. So I, I wouldn't even say that back three. No, I'd, I'd say just stay, stick with the back four that, Finished the game against Salford. Yes, we were under the cost against Salford in the in the last few minutes, but it, it was still enough that we could deal with. So on,
4: on that, I th- think you know, like I said a, a few minutes ago, I think the problem is though is only a couple of weeks ago we we're saying how good the back three was, and I think it, this is where we need to have multiple options and you know for, for us to go to because it it does depend on what the opposition are going to do as well. Like Salford, I don't think it's necessarily us. You know, not working for us with the back three right. against Holford. It is the fact that they they figured it out pretty well. They they had a system to work against it, but then he's, by us changing that that then saw that out. And I think against someone like Forest Green, it's going to be by far our hardest test this season. You know, I, we have played teams that have been up there. You know, your Harrogate's, you When we played Bradford, they were up there. Um, you know, and a couple of others we played them and and Port Vale, and there were nothing special. But I, I I think this Forest Green team, from what we've seen so far. It's going to be a different animal. So I think we've got to prepare ourselves to, in some ways, you know, you always say set yourself up to to go out and win, but I think you've got to sometimes respect the opposition and who they are and, and get ready to deal with that as well.
2: Pedro in the comments says, just hope that Quinn holds up, then we're sorted. Jamie also says we need to sign O'Toole on a permanent contract at ASAP. Yeah, of course, he missed uh, Saturday's game. I asked Nigel Clough afterwards uh, about the situation with O'Toole. And uh, basically his answer was, we're speaking to his representatives. So at least, you know, we know that there are some movement out there. I think as fans as a collective, we've just got to sort of stop ourselves from getting drawn in to these uh, rumours and whispers that other clubs are. Uh, are around him and sniffing around him
5: Yeah there was uh, one or two rumours about Doncaster you know on Saturday that uh, that people are saying to me you know what's this, uh, is there any r- r- truth in the rumour about Doncaster but I can't believe that anyway I think he's quite happy where he is he's proved that, he's keeping him t- obviously wasn't available Saturday because he was poorly but I'm sure if he's fully uh, fit on Saturday he'll be one of the first names on the sheet and I think Nigel will do everything in his power to get him signed up.
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting quandary at the minute with uh, player availabilities, Nate, because um, obviously, you know, everybody knows the news. We don't want to make this a COVID podcast, but everybody knows the news at the minute about having to work from home and all the rises in cases, etc. And, you know, it was confirmed earlier that there was um three positive uh, lateral flow tests from staff members so they're going to be waiting waiting on uh, PCRs which does make it a bit difficult for you know your preparations for a game especially when you you know having to travel down on the Friday in close proximity on the buses again and uh, and things like that and have to manage that at this time of the year especially when you run the run we on you want everybody available and pulling in the dire- right direction
4: yeah, it's uh, it's creeping back into football, isn't it? I think we've had a quiet few months of it, but obviously we're seeing Premier League games and, and lower down, uh, you know, get, getting postponed. Um, so just hopefully it doesn't doesn't affect the the players as individuals. So we're not missing numbers in that sense, but obviously it's still going to have an effect on on training and, and preparation. But uh, so so it's something that we've got to deal with, and it's and we could do about that because although we've had a bit of luck with players returning. Um, we are still, we are, we are, you know, we're picking up a few again, aren't we, of, of injuries and things like that. And mm. I was just going to say, you know, we've, talked, we've talked about the good run we've been on. I mean, we've, we've been on that good run, but we've, we've not really been up to full strength. We've just had one or two come back, which has made the difference. So, um, you know, I, th- I still think we've got more to come, but we've also probably got bad times to come as well in the sense of losing players again. So, um, you know, it, it could end up being a tricky Christmas period if, with, with injuries and, and potential illnesses. Obviously, we've had Hawkins out illness now. O'Toole uh, with with an illness. So there's other bugs as well going round. So it's um yeah. You know, so it, it, you know it's gonna gonna be a tough tough period to get through. But at least we've got a bit of momentum and confidence to now to help us carry that going forward. What What concerns
2: me a little bit, Cam, is Nigel Clough's almost relaxed attitude towards it. He was asked in the uh, the press conference uh, today, which has uh, literally gone online about half an hour before we started this. Um, I had a little bit of a watch of it about, you know, his January plans and January targets. And he basically just said, we're, g- we're going to try and stay as we are. I think perhaps we might have needed to hear something along the lines of, we'll try and get two or three in. Because um, a- again, when you take two or three out of our situation, the way we are with injuries and, and COVID and illness and, you know, non-COVID illness, that sort of thing as well. We are very, very light. Again, you look at the, the bench for Saturday in terms of striking options. Other than James Gale and Tyrese Sinclair, they weren't on. And without being disrespectful to, to to those two players, they're both young, inexperienced players. We need that extra body to come back. Yes, we've got Danny Johnson to come back in. But again, I was told two weeks ago, he'd be ready for Forest Green. Today's um, words seem to suggest another two weeks on top of that.
6: I think with, with Clough, I think it's very much uh, a, a calm, collected approach to to January. I don't think there'll be mass signings, but I don't think I don't think there will be no signings. I think that he'll be keeping his cards very much close to his chest. He won't be letting anything on because. Yeah, within the public domain, there is is plenty of rumours that we're going for X player and um, X player could believe in this, that and the other. So I I don't think it's a case of... I don't think we particularly need to be worried about... Clough knows what he wants. Clough knows what he doesn't want. And I've got faith that he'll do the right thing. Um, So... I wouldn't be worried too much. I think it's just uh, keep it hush hush, quite quiet, and and stop the rumor mill. Really, because as much as it's it's great to see like the club's ambitions going after decent players, uh, this that and the other, but it's still the fact that we've still got a, a, a relatively decent crop of players at the minute. If, is it going to upset the the squad if if all these rumors are going around that we're going to sign this player because they play in this position? Those that play in that position, are they going to be then worried about their, their, if they're going to be leaving this, that, and the other? So, yeah, deep down, Clough will know what he wants. Yeah, and, just
2: keeps his cards close to his chest, yeah, doesn't
6: he? With what he I, said. I don't think. I don't think it's something to be worried about. Yeah, like yeah, it's. If it was the last week of January, I'd be very worried. Well, I've got. Well, I think we will know
2: because we can ask the man who knows everything. Has. Uh, young Nigel Clough Santa written his uh letter to you asking for a couple of players in January. Yes, keeping my
5: cards close to my chest, but uh, you won't be disappointed. There we go. Happy,
2: happy days. <laughs> I also asked for a million pounds in my bank account. Am I gonna get that on uh, on Christmas Day, Santa? <laughs> no, I've got... uh, no, been told I've been a bad boy this year. Sorry, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, Always on the naughty list, me. Uh, right, let's delve back into some more of your comments. Keep them coming in on the live feed and have your say on your team. If you listen to the audio version of this, where were you? You've missed Alan Wilson dressed as Santa, me dressed as an elf, Nathan Edge in a last minute festive Christmas shirt and Cam Felton with his daughter's Christmas hat on. Lazy. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Jim says, looking forward to going to Forest Green on Saturday. and proved the best way to fight them um, is to go and attack them. I thought for a minute it was going to launch into John Barnes' rap. Um... Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, let's have a little look at what we got. Um, Chris says, at least a draw, please, against Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, we'd all be very, very um, uh, satisfied with that. Clive says, Forest Green are the runaway leaders of League Two for a reason uh, and have been playing really, really good football. So a Stags win is nailed on. Um, Jamie asks, do you think Forester will be back? Um, little one on that one. Looks like it'd be early Jan Cam when uh, Forester is back available. But I think it will be very much uh, assessed on his his injury status whether we go in for him again because obviously his loan is up in Jan at the start of.
6: I think he's a decent enough player, but yeah, if there's, uh, I'm not. Obviously, we we're, we're very much rumored to be in for Carl Piaggiani again, and then it's the balance of uh, on. Value for money. I'm thinking, like, who theoretically who's going to be the best player for the for the best price? Like, how much will we be paying for Pezziani? I think Oldham would take near enough, near enough anything because they're proper struggling at the moment. But uh, then again, is the price going to be pushed up if because they've got they can't make any signings? So could we end up going back to Forrester anyway on the basis of? There is no other targets that we want, so we're going to stick with what we've got currently. So I've been
2: I've been quite imp- impressed
6: though with Forrester since. Yeah, been. I have as well. But it's just a case of is he going to be injured long term? Like, yeah, fair enough. They said like early January, but then they were saying that in in August when when he was injured, he was he was injured. He's going to be our oh, two three two three weeks, and then I ended up not playing until. Um, yeah, until um, no, he got injured again. Like, like <laughs> Martin said in the comments, Clough saying to I follow earlier, it was the intentions to sign Forrester in a loan deal on January as well, as long as his injuries all right. So, yeah, it's very much on the Pierzani thing. I think it's very much on how Forrester gets on over the next two weeks. I, if he if he's strong enough and his injuries not too bad, then. Uh, I have yeah, to say, Alan, probably...
2: if if I had the straight choice, Alan, I think I'd be going for Forrester over Piers Gianni. I think, um, you know, he, he's a better young talent who can offer us something a little bit different. We're only probably going to get a season out of Piers Gianni if we got him anyways, towards the back end of his career. And, um, you know, he's been part of an Oldham side who aren't the greatest. And he, he's very, he's one of those defenders, I think, who would, when he has a great oh, game, sure. would, you know, be really, really, um, you know, praised by the fans but that would be one in five yeah, I would agree with that, Craig. I, I, I like Forrester because it is is
5: sharp, isn't he? It can shift. You know what I mean? Is mm. and he can play anywhere along the back line. Especially dropped into midfield at... as
2: well. He's dropped into midfield yeah. a few, on a few occasions as well. Especially hasn't
5: he? looking at him at Doncaster, I thought he was uh, excellent at Doncaster, and I think he's, he's like a few others, probably Naughty you can put into that category as well. Really unlucky with injuries. How did Naughty get on last night? Do we know? Yeah, uh, one, one, 60 one.
2: Minutes, one. Six, yeah, sixty minutes. Clough mentioned that, didn't he, Nathan? Uh, in his in his conference then. Right. There's a, there's another one. Obviously, Naughty's here for the season as well. You know, if he can get some more minutes under his belt, Nathan, uh, we've got him to add into the equ- equation as well. Because we've we've not had we're talk we're, when we're talking now. We're sort of forgetting about Naughty a little bit because he's not been yeah. there.
4: I mean, a, lot, a lot of fans have written him off as well because we've seen him what twice and he didn't have the best best of games. Um, but it sounds like he was playing with a bit of an injury then anyway. So you can't judge him on such a, such a short, short space of time. So um, he's one to hopefully come back and we'll see a little bit of uh, in time. And just, uh, just to throw another name out the hat, the forgotten man, a little bit. Uh, but I've just double checked this online just to make sure I'm right in saying it. But uh, Corey O'Keefe is returning in January. I mean, Would would we would we want to keep him? I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? But would we? What is he an option? Right. If if Corey O'Keefe ends up playing for
2: Mansfield Town this season, I don't want. I almost was going to say something which I then might have to do. Then go Um, on. No. Well, how safe is it? I don't know how safe is it. How safe a bet is it? Right. If Corey O'Keefe ends up playing. Right. Right. If Corey, I'll play something which one I wouldn't mind. If Corey O'Keefe ends up playing for Mansfield Town
4: this season, I will let Cam host an episode of this show. No, no, I've got Ooh, a better idea. If, if oh, Corey O'Keefe plays for us this season, <laughs> you have to sing one whole verse of Robbie Williams live on the podcast. Yeah, as long you as know, it's know, not the two. Him. As long as it's not the two that I hate, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but but no, so would as uh, as fans, I mean, we can all, we all think it's probably not going to happen, but would we? You know, especially with Gordon out, would you? Would, would you have him back in? in a see, that's,
2: an
4: that's an interesting point. I agree with Alan in a, in a heartbeat.
2: I just don't see it. I just for no. some reason. Oh, we're keeping you awake, Cam. Are you all right? <laughs> no, it's all right. He's, he's had a couple and of you had. Yeah, no, he's been out, the... been, out, been, out boys, he? been out with. Been out with the boys, hasn't out Been out with. Oh, friends, friends. Been out with his friends. Oh, work friends. And oh, oh friends. dear. Now, let's get back to seriousness. Um, Corey O'Keefe, again, Callum Gordon's a massive miss for us, Alan. I think, um, you know, as soon as he's fit, getting back in, right wing back, if we play with the three at the back, he'll cause damage. But I'm hearing numerous reports that, you know, it just doesn't seem to be improving for him, does it? It doesn't seem to be like he'll be back next week. It's it's one of those which now, seems to be taking a while. It's some, that's it. It's something, another one who's probably been unlucky, you know, because
5: it was like always there as your first starter, weren't it? Once Corey had gone, it was uh, Kellen Gordon was the man to uh, you know to take the shirt off. But to be fair to Hewitt, you know, is similar to the Nardi situation. He's had some everybody was slating him, you know? But I mean, look how good he's come playing in the right, you know, with the either the three or the four. He's played really well. So who knows? Just
2: keep him on the right side, right side centre yeah. half or right back. Do yeah. not put him left side centre half. No. He can't play there, and that's that's not a dig. It's just a fact. Uh, let's go back to some more comments. Um, Chris says, "Message to Santa: I'm 49 and would like a new push bike for Christmas. I've been a good boy. This is not this is not Santa's wish list." <laughs> and I've All been the told. Best, Chris. I've been told that you're not having a pushback this year. Um, yep. Dave says, no chance. Uh, Richard says, I sit in D-block and when Bowery got the ball, um, this, there was a sense of expectation. Playing him in wide, he looks like the player who dragged us up the league last season. It's an interesting one with with Jordan Bowery again, isn't it, Nath? Because he had a, a decent game on Saturday when he was sort of playing up there. It's just neat, He's much better when he gets the ball wide. As soon as we can get players with him and exploiting down that side we just don't need to rely on him as an out and out front man because he's not got that yeah. research pace and that power
4: yeah I forgot about Barry actually so forget my O'Keefe comment you know who, who needs O'Keefe um <laughs> yeah. no, who it, needs O'Keefe it, it, when yeah. you've got can you remember when we said that Jordan Barry should play centre-half yeah. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> let's, uh, let's not go there again um no it's it's, it's great to see him. you know it's one of the it's really difficult isn't it because if I feel bad for him sometimes because he has a, he has a couple of bad games. He's he's public enemy number one, isn't he? Or Mansfield fan enemy number one, and and he probably doesn't deserve it. He still works hard. It's not like he's ever, you know, um, you know, family show. But it's not like he's just tossing it off and he's not bothered. It's, he does always try hard. Just sometimes it doesn't come off for him. And unfortunately, he came into the, the you know into the the team as a striker. And as soon as you get that striker t- you know title, you're expected to go and score goals. But he's he's not that he's clearly not a goal scorer. He's not really been a profil- prolific goal scorer at all in his whole career. So I think it's a matter of finding his strength, playing into a strength, which we, we did really well last year, actually, when we, when we played him on that left side of the front three. But obviously, he's played a bit on the right now and it's working for him as well. Um So like you say, out wide, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from him, but it, it seems to be working for, for him. So um it, it's about him his best position and managing our expectations a little bit that the difficulty is at the moment is um we, we just we, we are lacking up front when, when research is out obviously we're still having to put hawkins back a little bit at, at defense so we are still we are still in a little bit of a striker striker crisis but and so a lot of pressure gets put on uh, on jordan barry which is a bit harsh really because he's not the prolific goal scorer in, in the squad I-
2: I'd definitely like to see us go out and get a striker in Jan Cam. I think it's what the one thing which we are missing. Yes, we've got um, Danny Johnson to come back and hopefully he can get firing when he does, but we just need that extra body in there because I think, like Nathan says, he's not an out and out front man, and uh, we do struggle when we're without Reese so at the minute. Is is our prized commodity?
6: He is. I think uh, obviously, like we said um previously, that uh, Jordan. He's very much more of a a winger than a and a striker. And whilst he can, obviously, be part of the team and and actually do a decent job. Obviously, he did a fantastic job at um, at Doncaster, and then he did a decent job on on Saturday on the wing. But it's just the fact that yeah, you come in as a striker, you're expected to get goals and. For, for whatever reason it's not just it's just not working for him and I don't think that's through a lack of Jordan trying I just think the way that we've played maybe doesn't doesn't suit the way that he he wants and compared to last season fair enough it wasn't working on the same again it wasn't working on Cockland because of the the style of football we're playing you you revert to the Clough style of football in the second half of the season. And he was absolutely on fire, and he even and, and even then it wasn't a con, it wasn't a consistent thing. Um, so going for I don't really know what to do with Barry. I rec- we keep keep him obviously unless someone comes in with some money for him. But is he worth keeping as a right wing back alongside Kellen Gordon? Should he return? I just don't really know what to to think. Honestly, think... you, you spend money as a striker. He's not scoring goals. What on earth do you do with him?
2: Yeah, it's it's a, that big question, though, isn't isn't it, Alan? Of, you know, are all strikers expected to be goal-scoring strikers? Because there's more than one way to to play up front. You know, you look back in back in the the conference days, and you look at players like Matt Reed. He was never there to score goals. He'd pop up with the odd few, but he was there to hold the ball up, flick the ball on, and and bring Matt Green into play. And it's the same which goes back throughout the years. You know, Richie Barker, to a degree, at, at some point had a spell where he wasn't really scoring, but Simon Brown was, and. You know, that goes all the way back through the annals of history, doesn't it? It's all about your perspective on what you see modern-day football and modern-day positions to be. And now I know. I'm just trying to think of his second name. There's
5: a gentleman came from, I think it was Lincoln. He'd scored one goal in 34 games, Paul. But I forget his second name. And he ended Paul up Connor? getting eighteen at Stags. It all depends what team and what system you're playing in. And I think since, Nathan
2: might have been right. I think it just, might have been Paul Connor.
5: Connor, that's right. Just jumping back to Barry, I felt so sorry for him when he had that volley and that bloke, oh, yeah. you know, that number forty-two headed it off the line. Cause it were a goal all the way, weren't it? it were a cracking volley.
2: Yeah, I can just imagine. Uh the goal scoring cry from yourself as well in the PA, oh, yeah. in the PA box at that one. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, we'll hear from Nigel Clough and from the goal scorer, Stephen McLaughlin in a minute, a word on him as well uh, from the, um, from only one Maka in the bottom left corner of your screen. So, Still refuses to name his child after him. Shocking. Uh, Richard says, I'd rather save the money on Piagini and try and sign Forrester. And if Sturk, if possible, on a permanent O'Keefe, all depends uh, on Gordon. Gary says, good strikers in January are as rare as hen's teeth or are underperforming at the club, selling them at top price. Yeah, it's always a difficult window uh, to manage is January as I'm sure we'll talk about in coming weeks. Uh, Time to take a break from uh, us talking and get some reaction to that 2-1 victory over Salford on Saturday and the perfect time for Alan Wilson to go off camera and do a quick change because he's been sat in his Santa outfit for the best part of an hour um, just to do a uh, little, um, a little, um, little gag and uh, he's, he's done it absolutely uh, superbly. So we'll let Alan go and get changed. And whilst he does that, sit back and enjoy a reaction uh, as I speak to uh, Stephen McLaughlin. And first, Stags boss, Nigel Clough, speaking to me after the game for Mansfield 103.2. Nine wins out of ten, and it comes courtesy of a 2-1 win here over Salford City. What a comeback from your boys this afternoon. Outstanding performance. Uh, to go 1-0 down, very
1: disappointed with the goal we uh, conceded from a long throw-in. Uh, but it's a flick and then... Matty Lund you know from McBurton he's on the move and inside in. you can't lose two two balls in your box like that uh, but we started with the wrong formation we weren't sure what they were going to do and we started with a three and after 20 minutes we changed it back and we looked a lot better after that
2: uh, but still doesn't excuse conceding that goal Yeah you mentioned that uh, formation change there were you sort of toying with changing it anyway with missing uh, John Joe at all this afternoon We were
1: toying uh, I tossed and turned all night toying <laughs> over what formation and who to play we only lost John-Jo O'Toole at uh, about 11.30 this morning, uh, so that then, you know, you, you go on to a rethink, we've got play ollie Hawkins at the back then, uh, and we just thought George Lapsley playing off Oats. he might cause some problems, but they're a good team, some very good players, and they certainly lost it in the first 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, and of course, Reese Oates back in for you as well today, a goal, and also did well to win the free kick, which McLaughlin then turned in. How important is it to have that extra yard of pace up top? You see, it makes a massive difference. You know, uh, we got the goal on uh, early on Tuesday night,
1: but we didn't have much of a threat after that. He's a threat uh, and he causes defenders problems, doesn't
2: give them a minute, uh, he scored one and made one today. Uh, so he, he has an impact on games. And of course, you know, we talk about this run, which run at the moment, it's incredible because it's very difficult to go and win nine games, isn't it, and not draw one in that run? That's the thing, to actually win them, you know, people
1: go un- unbeaten and stuff like that in 10, 12 m- more games, unbeaten, you get some draws, but to actually get nine outright wins uh, is, is remarkable.
2: And you can see what it means the players and fans are like at full time. They're great scenes to witness. Absolutely brilliant. And they can sense that the
1: players, everything that they're given in the last five, ten minutes, we're under the caution. We need that extra little sort of, uh, just in, not incentive, but that l- little bit of spurring us on in that last five minutes. You know, and he Harry he comes on, he's getting a tackle in, and we're, we're winning, getting blocks in, and things like that. That's what we're injured A
2: little bit of housekeeping, obviously no uh, John Joe at all, which we talked about. Will Forrester also missing Say He got injured in midweek. Is it just a reoccurrence of that? No, it's his other ankle.
1: Well. Wow. <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate. Nobody near him. Uh, ankle ligament. Uh, probably four to six weeks, something like that. Uh, uh, Kellen Gordon's still out with a knee. Ollie Clark, calf. she has got a chance for next week. Uh, anybody else? There's still quite a few of them. Uh, and the squad, when you see what we've got on the bench today, it is stretched.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing as, as well today was, you know, you look at, you know, the likes of O'Toole, missing and Forrester. Both, of course, you know, deals are running out. So, is there conversations being had with the two in terms of looking ahead for that January transfer window to get them back in?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, we have started with uh, John Jones, representative. And, uh, uh, we're working on that one. And Will Forrester, uh, just see how his ankle is and how long he's going to be out. But we'd love to keep
2: him. Yeah, absolutely. Final word uh, on the fans today, the final home game before Christmas and you've given them a little bit of an early Christmas present. Yeah, and also I think the way we played, I think after that first 20 minutes and especially the 20 minutes at the start of the second half, I thought
1: we played some magnificent football and if we'd have got the third goal uh, which we had a couple of situations to do that I think it might have been more comfortable
2: And finally from me, a trip to Forest Green Rovers next week but more importantly no game in week so I imagine it will be a team of rest and uh, recuperation Yeah, we've got a game up
1: at Sunderland in the under-23 Premier League Cup or something on Monday night so sort of Jason Laws and, and James Gale and Richard Narty very importantly will get a game he's been out ten and a half weeks now uh, so all, those who need it will get a game on Monday a uh, couple of days off for the lads uh, and then we'll get down some serious training in the middle of the week.
7: Marco, well done today. A goal and an assist. You must be pleased with that. Very pleased. Um goal and assist caps off a big week for us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Talk us through the free kick first for Reese his goal.
7: It's the only thing that was on, really. You know, they have big men in the box so the only thing that was on was to hit it low and as hard as it could across the goal and, and hope for the best, you know. Either the defender puts it in or one of us and finally it came off his <laughs> shin and, and gone in. Doesn't
2: matter how they go in as long yeah. as they do. I'm going to talk about your goal now. I'm sure you have a glint in your eye. Just talk us through that one because I think everybody in the stadium, including the goalkeeper Tom King, was expecting that to go towards the back post. You did everybody.
7: Yeah, as I said, like initially I was crossing it. You know, we had the big lads up from the back. Uh, he set his wall up and then he, he took an unusual position in the goal. I think he was going to come for the cross. So I thought, like, if I hit this. Around the wall near post, there's no way he's getting across to it, and thankfully that's exactly what happened and, and it's gone in for us.
2: Nigel Clough tweaked it a little bit today on the half hour going to a, a, a back four. How much do you think that helped the Stags to sort of take control of the game at a time where Salford were just trying to turn the screw a little bit?
7: Yeah, like that's that's why he's one of the best managers in the league, you know, he, he sees something and, and he changed it, and once he changed it, we gain control again. Um, like that, that's massive, it mightn't seem much. For other people to see but it was massive for us you know they did have uh, quite a lot of the ball uh, gaffers changed and we gained, gained control and got two goals from him. and nine wins from the last 10 i was speaking to the gaffer just before and
2: he said it's very unlikely to have a, a run like that where you win nine out of the ten have you ever been involved in anything as mad as that
7: no i haven't no no maybe the odd like five win streak or something like they got, and then a, a defeat and a, or something like that but not 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 at this extent no especially like if we've gone to Doncaster and that, you know, teams like that. So, it's uh, it's good, you know. The the vibe in the camp's very good at the minute.
2: Yeah, what do you attribute that that to? That momentum which Muncie's
7: players are seeming to gather at the minute. Nearly everybody's fit, can you know? We can. Well, we're nice. nearly f- you f- feeling, um, yeah. feeling eleven after eleven in a game, yeah, um, really but yeah. it's just okay. it's just like confidence and and keep it going really. And just final, a final word on the fans as well, they've really been your 12th man at late, it's almost like we're playing with 12 every week. Yeah, I just said that a minute ago, um, I just said that a minute ago, like uh, Laps is on his knees at one stage and the next thing you hear the yellow going about the stadium, uh, it just lifts us and then Laps is chasing down a goalkeeper, he's kicking it out for a throw in and then we're playing in their half and that, that really for us is, is massive as defenders because we get, we get a bit of a break but the yellow going about from all all sides of the stands was amazing for the last couple of weeks and it's got us over the line, it really has.
2: Steve McLaughlin speaking to myself. Uh for Mansfield 103.2 after the game at home to Salford on Saturday. Nigel Clough in there as well. Uh, of course, the Stags next uh, face Forest Green, a trip there on Saturday afternoon. Make sure uh, you get yourself to that one. If you fancy travelling with the Stag Supporters Association, uh, it's £15 for Amber members, £20 for Blue members, £25 for non-members. Uh, departure time is 10am from One Course Stadium. For further information, Call 07967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597. Go and cheer on the Stags at Forestry and Rovers uh, with the Stags Supporters Association. Uh, Cameras had to leave us. He's uh, now on dad duty. And Santa's disappeared as well. We can welcome back for the first time tonight, Adam Wilson. <laughs> there we go. There he is. right, Greg. right, Nathan. Oh, yeah. very so good. Nice don't, to you join us? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, thanks for joining us, Matt. I don't know whether you missed it or not, but uh, we had Santa on. You know, yeah, I've heard you've had a special guest on, haven't you? Yeah, but not as special as you, my friend. Not as special oh, as you. Always a pleasure to, to to have you, super sub. Um, speaking uh, about, we were talking about Jordan Barry before that. Um, Martin says, Alan, I thought Barry's volley was going to in, in two and said so on, on commentary. But if you watch the Max Day moments, the pitch side camera uh, video, it was actually going wide. Well, let's just pretend that the pitch side video footage isn't there. Let's just remember a sweet <laughs> strike heading towards the top corner. How about that one? Uh, there we go. Uh, Clive says, I'm looking forward to full match commentary from Craig on... Uh, Saturday. Yeah, is 103.2, full match commentary um, as the Stags head for Forest Green Rovers. Let's turn uh, our attention, though, uh, to a person that I was talking about or talking to a minute ago in that interview, Nathan. That is only one macker, uh, Stephen McLaughlin. Two goals in his last two and, uh, well, what a time he's having at the minute.
4: Yeah, that's why, that's why the name's here to stay at the moment. You know, I, I keep uh, changing it to... To the star man at the time, and he had it last week, and he's, he's kept the title. This is maybe a new new thing I'm doing. I don't know. Um, seems I keep missing out on the man of the match uh, tweet. So uh, it's uh, yeah.
2: it's it's not uh, one of these by
4: any chance, is it? No, they, they went out of the window a long time ago. didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, it's great to say. I've been saying all season. For me, one of the most consistent players. You know. Um, I think a lot of it, at the start of the season, a lot of it was down to his link up play with with Quinn, which has still been exceptional. And we have been a threat down that left hand side. And at the start of the season, he was, uh Yeah, I don't know if he got many more assists, but he was definitely there to create, he was creating a lot more. But um, I always have that question mark over his defensive abilities. But he seems to have got that spot on as well. I think he's got the balance right this season, which again is com- uh, complemented by Quinn, I think, with him working in tandem together. Um, you know, I think they've got that balance right down that left-hand side, which is uh, which is superb to see. And he's still got that in his in his locker to get up there and and get some assists and some goals and and be a bit of a threat from set pieces. So, um, you know, really, really glad for him. And for me, he's uh, he's up there for player of the season at the moment.
2: He's really stepped up as well as he Allen because you know in the summer when the retain list were, was out and um, Samal um, was you know it was announced that Samal was was going to leave, we were all a little bit worried that we could do with another left back. But McLaughlin is taking it on, made it his own. And whether he's left back or left wing back, him and Stephen Quinn down, that left hand side, absolutely phenomenal. And he's a, Like Quinn, he's an absolute miss when he's not involved. And, you know, God help anything uh, were, were to happen to him, either injury or suspension.
5: I know, it's, it's like we said before, you know, about people settling in about Hewitt. And obviously, O'Toole hasn't took a lot of settling in anyway. But people have took, like, another Oates as another one. Maybe Danny Johnson when he comes back. It probably did take quite a while because, I mean, he played for Southend, didn't he? You know, mm. I don't know, obviously, where he lives. I don't know whether he's going to have to travel or whether he's moved up here. But it's just proved everybody wrong because, like you said, once uh, Samel Benning had gone, you know, it, it sort of made you think, oh, now then, you know, it, it, we got his left back. Jason Law was playing reasonably well you know when asked to play at left back. but like uh, Nathan said earlier on he's just made the uh, job his own and uh, he's just like you said he's uh, definitely up for the player of the season. Uh,
2: Richard in the comments says Maka was clearly quality when he first joined us said it straight away he's miles better um, than Ben and he certainly offers us something different Nathan it's so nice now to know that when we get a set piece um, all the pieces seem to come together. We've got that back four that we can send forward for it. Research is a, a terror in there as well. And then the deliveries when McLaughlin's on them, you know, nine times out of ten, they do turn, um, to something good.
4: Yeah, well, I don't know about nine times out of ten, but uh, he's, he's got a decent rate. All right, let, let's go seven <laughs> out of ten. Let's go with that. Is that like more realistic for you? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd maybe go six, but, but yeah, whatever. Um, but no, he's, um, yeah, I. I that worries me tremendously. <laughs> you love that clip, don't you? Um, you know, it is it, good to have somebody that can be you know, deliver their set pieces, and especially when we have got height in there. You know, with Hawkins, Hewitt, Rawson when he's on Forrester, and and actually, you know, McLaughlin's not that bad in the in the air himself. So defensively, he offers that. Obviously, he got a got a goal on Tuesday night from from a header, so which you don't usually get from from wing back wing backs or full backs. So. Um, he's got that in his locker. So I think uh, last season, I think he just struggled a lot with consistency, but he seems to have really, like, like I said, nailed, nailed it down this season, which is, um, you know, it's it proved me wrong because he was one. Of, I wasn't his biggest fan last season to say that, to say that, you know, if I'm completely honest, aren't I? But, um, mm. you know, it's the opposite now. I think he's, like I said, been one of my favourite, favourite performers this season so far.
2: Let's talk about another man, Alan, one man whose name you got to shout over the PA uh, on Saturday in Reese Oates. As somebody says in the comments, did anyone notice Oates's move just before the free kick that got us the second goal? Nice turn uh, and yes. nutmeg. Yeah, he's absolutely quality. Me and Lee Wilson said it in, in commentary when you've not got Reese Oates in your side, it's a lot, lot harder to, to get out and to press teams. We saw that against uh, Carlisle on Tuesday. He was back in Saturday against Salford. And, you know, he runs that front line really, really well. And I think he's got something like f- uh, three or four goals in his last five starts.
5: It just, it, it can give anybody 10 yards, can't it? Or he seems to be able to, because it is like always the second favourite to put the ball down. You know what I mean? When the Uh, when the defenders are starting to clear the ball, but he's there and nine times out of ten, he just manages to take it off the defender and then carries on the run. I just think he's one really exciting player.
2: Four in his last six. I've just checked my own uh, stats. It was three and five, but uh, four in six now, obviously, uh, since his start on, uh, on, on Saturday, Nathan. Again, like Alan says, he's an absolute quality player and actually now we are really starting to see why so many clubs were in for him. Um, in you know in the in the summer and why it was so pivotal to Hartlepool's success last season.
4: Yeah, and um, it probably again just shows how sometimes the supporters you can write players off a bit too quick because again at the start of the season there's a lot of uh, a lot of critics out there and and as Nigel Clough said in his in one of his interviews a while back you know sometimes and, and I think he was specifically talking about sort of Oates and I think he mentioned you as well he does take time for certain players to settle in so you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt sometimes and give them a bit of time and we're seeing we are seeing why he was uh so so widely sought after but i think the most important thing for us at the moment is um you know at certain times of the season we've looked like we've sort of been lacking pace but actually he he answers that he, he gives us gives us that option which at the moment you look at the squad nobody else can can offer that so i think that's why he's so important and integral to uh you know, to, to our sort of um, performances at the moment, and I just hope we can. I know he's picking up a bit of a, a bit of a niggly injury. and um, hopefully we can you know keep that keep that clear over the a busy, a busy festive period.
2: Uh, like William says as well, Alan, it was great to see us attacking from all areas, not just down. The left wing would be quite guilty of that early in the season in in, in being one-dimensional in our attack. But we seem to have lots, lots more options now, especially across that front line. Elliot Hewitt gets forward very well from right back and gives options. Harry Charles, when he plays, gets it in good areas as well. George Lapsley and, um, you know, you you. Stephen Quinn's just really helped to stretch the game. And one man who's been pivotal to that as well, we've not really spoke about him too much. Somebody mentioned him earlier. is Ryan Sturk.
5: Yeah, Ryan Stirk's a decent player.
2: Although on Saturday,
5: I didn't think he had his basket, best game, to be fair, not to Ryan. But I also think we ought to talk about George Lapsley because he's another one, in my opinion, like Oates. If you've got George Lapsley missing from the team, is a big miss. And I really do like George Lashley because he can, he's got such an engine. And like uh, I think it was saying in the commentary or whatever, that he uh, looked really, really tired. And it was the crowd, you know, the last five minutes when everybody were roping and shouting and shouting yellows and singing them, banging the drum, that, you know, he were running, chasing things down again. And I think it's, it's when you're enjoying your football, Craig, you know, obviously mm. we're winning, which is nice. But when you get to enjoy your football, it does prove that out on the pitch.
2: It certainly does. Uh, Clive says, the critics are still out there, though. They must be so frustrated. Well, they're going to be even more frustrated now because it's time to relive the story of Saturday afternoon. And when we come back, we'll have that final anagram. If you've been playing along with the 12 days of Mugsmus, we're going to reveal in the, the final anagram and telling you how you can get involved. And we'll see if Mr. Wilson and Mr. Edge can figure out any of the, uh, the other anagrams which have uh, been on since they last joined us. For now though, sit back and enjoy. Here is the tale of Saturday as told by myself and Lee Wilson for Mansfield 103.2. Mansfield Town make three changes to the side that beat Carlisle United in midweek. John Joe Tull misses out through illness. Will Forrester is out with an ankle injury and Harry Charlesley drops to the bench. In comes Ollie Hawkins who takes the captain's armband Farron Rawson and Reece Oates to the Stags with Nathan Bishop in goal. Steve McLaughlin, Elliot Hewitt, Farron Rawson, Jordan Bowery, George Morris, Ollie Hawkins, Stephen Quinn, Reece Oates, Ryan Sturk, and George Lapsley on the bench. George Shelby, the goalkeeper, Richard Narty, Harry Charlesley, Ryan Burke, Tyree Sinclair, Jason Law and James Gale. It will be interesting to see how the Stags line up this afternoon, whether it will be a four at the back or a three at the back. Salford City will get us underway. They go from left to right, Mansfield Town, from right to left, the referee takes a look at his watch. The scoreboard is ready and primed to go. There's the whistle, and we are underway. Salford pump it long forward over the top. It would be dealt with by Elliot Hewitt, who heads it in towards midfield, looking for Lapsley. Salford picking up again, but Jordan Barry at right wing back steps across, controls the ball, and dinks it over for Oaks who couldn't quite get there, and the goalkeeper, the experienced goalkeeper of Tom King, has the ball in his hands. Here's Quinn on the left-hand side, rolls it inside for George Lapsley. Lapsley looking to advance here. 30 from goal, turns his back, plays it across the middle of the park for George Maris. Maris goes wide for Bowery, he's got uh, Baron Rawson overlapping, but Bowery's still on the ball, delivers the ball in towards the middle towards Oates, and it's uh, flashed behind, and goes out for a goal kick. Inside it goes, and not dealing with this, uh, McLaughlin has beaten the ball, and Elliot Hewitt's having a bit of a Tough time at left side centre half. Doesn't well as to sweep the ball away though and put the ball out for a throw. Eight minutes played, defended by Elliot Hewitt, and this time it is the number two of Donald Love who drives the ball under his shirt and will go all the way back to those advertising hoardings. A yard inside the goal line on this near right hand side. First opportunity for Salford to get the ball in towards the box. It is long, in towards the middle, headed across Mansfield. goal Stolen, he's in! It's turned into the back stick by the number eight of Matty Lund. And it's 1-0 to Salford! McLaughlin goes inside for Sturt. Mansfield struggling to get hold of the ball. Here's Lapsley. Finds McLaughlin on the left-hand side. Back for Lapsley. Better from Mansfield. Lapsley can stretch it. and his three through the middle here to the left of the box. Risos! He had time and space, but he fires it wide of the target. He had time there for a touch to get to compose himself, but couldn't do so and fires wide. That's Mansfield's best chance. Bowery on the right hand side, he's got options here, can he find somebody, he's got Maris but manages to squeeze him through, through an eye of a needle, Maris, comes across to Hewitt, the advancing Hewitt, driving forward, he's heading to Hewitt, ball wide for McLaughlin, McLaughlin's first time crossing towards the middle, Bowery, oh he's headed off the line, what an effort from Mansfield there, that's incredible football, much better from Mansfield on the ball, Jordan Bowery's effort cleared off the line by the number 42, of Theo Bissell. Hewitt with a dominant header, but Quinn's lost the ball and Salford comes through again. That's a good pass. Ollie Hawkins has got to be alert here. Salford to the left of the area, they're in the box. Nathan Bishop's turned it away and it's stopped on the line and turned away by Elliot Hewitt. Mansfield survive again as Stephen Quinn looks now to get Mansfield going forward. Quinn in for Sturk Sturk ball forward it's given away Mansfield have a free kick in a fantastic position just to the left of the area as Reese has got in behind and he was fouled by his man it's 19 yards out to the left that would be more like a corner opportunity here to send Farron Rawson forward and Ollie Hawkins too it looks like Haw- uh, no, Hawkins has gone forward and Hewitt has stayed back Stephen McLaughlin is over it just outside the area this is a good opportunity for Mansfield to get back in the game McLaughlin steps up delivers the ball low in towards the middle where it's turn towards goal and Mansfield Town
3: have equalised here, and the Stags through Rizos back in the side, are back in the game. Mansfield Town one, Salford City one.
8: Absolutely brilliant, great pace on the free kick, and Rizos a little back flick into the corner, and it's a fantastic time to score on a goal. Brilliant move, riso has got us a free kick and has got us a goal. You know we need Risos in this team. The amount of running, each lost causes to win the free kick he changed a lost cause and that got us the free kick quality in the box and he's got us a goal it's Reece that's on the ball on the left
2: hand side for Mansfield does well to jingle oh, between yeah. two players and find Stephen Quinn on the edge of the box now Sturk takes over late challenge from the Solford man there's the referee's whistle Lee Wilson and uh, Mansfield look, have
8: a free kick a lot lot better from Mansfield there's the change of shape was really working at the minute starting to get a grip of that midfield a little bit and moving the ball really really quickly and better so Solford can't get as tight on the press as we can with Lowe just sitting in between, he's, he's in between whether to press or to stick so another, another interesting position for us and it was a great time to score a minute before
2: half time. No real chances since your last joined us when uh, Rhys put the ball in the back of the net, this one a similar position, a little bit further out it's on the left hand side again, it's a good 20 yards from goal, McLaughlin stands over it, two in the Salford wall, away to our left hand side Mansfield right to left, this afternoon kicking towards the north stand where there's only a handful of Salford fans, goal. McLaughlin's free, yes. is into the back
3: of the net he's taken, right round the wall
2: Steve McLaughlin jumps into the air
3: punches the air in front of the Salford dugout Mansfield players pile on him and from one go down they now lead by two goals to one absolute
8: masterstroke from Clough in this formation but when he lined that three kick up Craig absolutely right in line I was thinking myself he's left a big gap there the goalkeeper he's bent it around the little wall keeper should have done better to be fair and he's crept under him but fantastic from McLaughlin fantastic
2: from Mansfield we're
8: back in this and it's a brilliant brilliant turnaround Rawson does well to deal with
2: a Salford ball forward now Oates collects it for the stags on the halfway line inside the centre circle he's got space to drive here's Reese Oates coming forward this is a tremendous run He's tackled by the Salford Man but Bowery takes over and again Jordan Bowery's touch just evades him and Mansfield have a throw, Nigel Clough not quite encouraged by Jordan Bowery's touch there but a throw in on this near side which Elliot Hewitt will take. He's taken one of them long so far in this second half which nearly led to a chance. But this time we'll look to uh, go short from the feet of Bowery. Turns well, Bowery into the box for Oates, back wide for Hewitt, good from Mansfield. Hewitt sets himself, delivers it him towards the middle. Nobody there for Mansfield, and that was begging for anybody in a yellow shirt just to get a touch on the ball and turn the ball home. Good movement down the right-hand side, a lot between Hewitt and Bowery, and it's Bowery who has it on the right-hand side now inside the box. Bowery shoots! Side netting only from Jordan Bowery. Again, decision-making in there from the Staggs number nine. Needs to be a little bit better. Quick feet to get round his man. But he had players coming in at the back stick. Manchester have a free kick in a good position here. McLaughlin will come across to take. Six yards in from the goal line. And a yard in from the near side there's the whistle from the referee McLaughlin will deliver this left footed in it comes towards that back stick it floats in and Tom King has to push the ball away for Salford head tennis at the moment Ollie Hawkins comes in nods the ball down for Sinclair who hammers the ball with a suicide hospital pass over his head but Sturk is there changing it charging it down trying to put Tom King under pressure and King does enough to get it across the full back has stay forward. We're into the last ten seconds,
3: and there's the full-time whistle. To the relieved cheers of the Mansfield Town fans, the Stags bench, delightful in the celebrations as Ricos embraces Stephen Quinn, and the Stags fans cheer their side to another three points. This remarkable run goes on for Mansfield Town. The opening goal on nine minutes from Matty Lund was a dagger to the hearts of
2: the Stags fans. But Reeves on 35 minutes from a McLaughlin free kick and then McLaughlin himself on 44 was enough to turn this game around. And yet again, Mansfield Town have three points in the bank at full time. So there you have it. That was the tale of the tape on Saturday afternoons. The Stags came from a goal down to beat Salford City by two goals to one. But can an unstoppable force, a.k.a. Mansfield Town... Beat an immovable object, a.k.a. League leaders, Forest Green Rovers, on Saturday afternoon. Full match commentary. You won't miss a kick of the action with myself on Mansfield 103.2. Build up from one o'clock. Still joined by Super Sub and Mr. Santa and the last man standing on the panel, Mr. Wilson. Uh, Nathan's had to drop out childcare. He, uh, Nathan has a nap at 7pm, so he's had to go as well. So uh, we'll be here for another couple of minutes or so. Uh, before I delve into the allegrams, uh, Alan, and test your uh, knowledge of the 12 days of mugmus uh, somebody in the comments uh, has asked uh, a direct question to you. Who chooses the playlist for home games? I've asked for uh, Raminstein so many times, but I'm still uh, waiting. Uh, it's not you. You don't do it. You, you don't pick it. You just press no, play. I, you I don't, don't even press play. I don't, <laughs>
4: I, don't David that the, anymore. It,
5: I don't pick the tunes. it's I think you put it through on the uh, message board, you know, all the messages, text, whatever, and then I don't know it's from somebody from Mansfield who actually picks the playlist. it all gets burnt onto a CD and that's what we play for each yeah, home that, game.
2: just look out every week I would see it it's usually about sort of Tuesday, Wednesday times a social media post Facebook and Twitter suggest your suggestions on there, and then basically whatever their taste in music is they'll put it on so there you go Uh, make sure you go and do it right then Mr Wilson it's time uh, for voiceover Craig to explain what's going to happen next dance along it's the season of goodwill and here at Mansfield Matters HQ we're going to be giving away a maximum of 12 mugs alright less of a festive tie-in and more of me needing space in my car boot Anyway, starting on Saturday, we'll be posting an anagram of a former player or manager on our social media pages, and all you have to do is work out who it is. We'll keep notes of who's entered and put those names into a mug, and then draw out 12 people who will each win yes, you guessed it a mug! As ever, there's a few rules. You can enter all 12 days and give yourself 12 chances to win, but you can only enter each day once. The first answer you give on a post We will take that one. You can enter in the following ways. You can comment on each daily post. However, you do run the risk of giving others the correct answer. But hey-ho, it's only a bit of fun. You can send us a direct message on that particular day with the correct answer. Or keep note of all the anagrams and use the Google form link, which we'll make live on day 12, and send us all of your answers. It couldn't be more simple, although I know that you, Nathan, Cam, Clive, and the rest of you guys... We'll find a loophole that I've not thought of and try and exploit it. Enjoy and shammy stirrers from us all at Flame Sin Set Tram. That's Merry Christmas from us all at Mansfield Matters. Mugs. Yes, win yourself a eh? Mansfield Matters mug by unscrambling 12 anagrams. We've got the 12th and final one for you in just a second. But let's have a little recap of of those anagrams just a simple yes or no mr wilson you'll be able to see them on your screen did you have you unscrambled this one day one echoing goal i haven't craig what i was you said that you were going to put all 12 on you
5: know I at have, the end yeah. of it and that's yeah. what i was waiting for because oh. i can seem to do better when i get all 12 in front of me
2: well there you go i'm going to scan through them now and then i'll tell you how you can see all 12 so yeah. echoing goal was day one uh, day two was violent pink king Day three, uh, Bonniest Hunch. Day four was Jarfrond Hod. Also coincided with John Radford's birthday, that one. Just a little clue for you. Um, Your next one was Wait, Asks Strut. Wait, Asks Strut. And then day six, halfway through, was Mineral Eye Try. Your clue for that one Um, I'll give you some clues, actually, to them all in a second when I go back through them. Uh, Day seven uh, was vibe drink. Uh, Day eight was rigidly case. Day number nine was vinegar sea, which I actually can't remember who that is. Uh, It's all right. I've got them written down. Uh, A hugged oxen ooze is uh, day number ten. Uh, Day 11, which was today's one, was Lard Donor. Lard Donor. And the one nobody has seen yet, day number 12, is this one. Stage My Maths. Stage My Maths. You're going to have to think a little bit out of the box. Um, for this one if you guys want to get involved and see all 12 on a screen at once there is a link in the description um to, to this we'll post it on our social media page um tomorrow as well but the link is in the description right now for you to click on for you to see them all and to get your entries in um and then we will we'll leave that on for a week and then next week this time next week or well this time next week ish uh we will um yeah we will tell you who's won and and how we're going to dish out the mugs, that sort of thing. So today's anagram, day number 12, uh, even though it's day 11, day 12 is technically tomorrow, but whatever, uh, is stage my maths, stage my maths. Right, let's go back through them and see if we can give you a few clues. Echoing gull, echoing gull, um, you might find in a dugout, Um, Violent Pink King um, was once a captain. Try not to make it too obvious, to be honest. Uh, bonniest Hunch. bonniest Hunch. Always had a goal in his locker when he was fit. Jar Fronthod. I gave you a clue anyway. It was this person's birthday when it was posted. Uh, wait Asks Struts. Um, a promotion-winning manager. Uh, mineral I Try. A Mansfield Matters uh, Stag Stories guest. One of very few to have more than one episode um vibe drink a legend of the club um rigidly case uh one of our own Vinegar C I still can't remember who that is off the top of my head' I've, I have got these written down I promise uh the, the one after that was uh a hugged oxen O's a hugged oxen O's my clue for this one is um always good value to throw one into the box. Uh, Lord Donor. Lord donor, Um think, um, think, uh, trying try, try to make, not make it too obvious again without saying it. Think about club records for that one. Think about club records. And then today's Stage My Maths, Day 12, Stage My Maths. Um, is always there to support us. Stage my math. So there's a link in the description. Make sure you click on that and go and enter it all. And then uh, this time next week ish, we shall reveal um the winners. So there you go. Um I can't believe it's just ended up with uh with, with me and you al. I mean, last man standing. I think we might have to get the contract out. You've made more <laughs> more appearances than anyone else this season. <laughs> Quick word what on forest green. Me? Quick word on Forest Green on Saturday. You know, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? It's got a draw written all over it, hasn't it? No, I don't think so. I think we're going to
5: go there and I think we'll end up with the three points because when we went there last time, you remember, they were flying, we were struggling. And what happened? 2 1, weren't it, to the Stags? I, yeah, fancy on Saturday, I fancy that on Saturday as well. And I fancy Lapsley to score. And I also fancy Hawking.
2: I should write I should really write these down before I forget. Um <laughs> it's almost like yeah, I Alan... think
5: the three points are there for the like, stag Saturday. I'd take a draw now. Seriously, I would take a draw now, but I do believe three points are there for the taking.
2: Well, let's hope so. Go on, remind me of your uh, your prediction. I'll write I've got some paper now, I'll write I'll uh, write. rovers
5: one, Mansell Town two,
2: and Lapsley and Hawkins the scorers. Uh, Nathan also uh, sent in his prediction before he left and he said uh, he said the same thing he said a 2-1 win uh, which he put on Saturday as well and got uh, yeah but four he, four. he put them to win by the looks of it no no Forest oh yeah uh, no, oh no he has hasn't it? He? He, he has, has yeah Forest Green, Green Rovers point, two yeah.
5: stags one lap slip to score
2: yeah, well, there you go. Nathan, always, always the negative Nathan, isn't he? Always the bloody, <laughs> always the negative. Um, and uh, I will go with, oh, it's going to be a draw, is it? I'm going to get go, two-all draw and I will go with uh, Ollie Hawkins to pop up and score one. And he's on fire at the minute. I'm going to back Rhys to to get another yeah. goal. If you want to play along with Podcast Predictions, that link is also in the description as well. Um, double Point December, remember, so make sure you get involved uh, with that. Alan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you alongside me uh, and alongside us all again tonight. Um, go and do your uh, rest up easy. Get get ready for weekend Santa <laughs> duty. Are you making the trip to uh, Forest Green on Saturday or this is a great answer. Are you listening on the radio?
5: <laughs> no, I'm afraid I've got a funeral to go to on Saturday morning, oh, Craig. I'm afraid. Very good that's friend difficult. of ours has passed oh. away, so uh, I want to go and pay my respects.
2: Absolutely, and that's the top man in which you are. But you'll be back for for, for three o'clock and nailed n- n- would for would so, yeah. yeah, I would hope I'm sh- so. I'm sure you will be. Uh, and just in case you you don't know, Alan, if you want somewhere to listen to the game, 103.2 FM full match commentary for you. Um, I don't know who's doing it though.
5: Oh well, I do believe I do believe it's Craig and Lee, isn't it? It's this, it's this guy. It's this guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, dream Peter team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, his name's Wilson, so he's bound to be a legend. There we go. Uh, Alan, thanks very much for joining me. Uh, As always, uh, we'll see you again very, very shortly, my friend. Uh, And to you guys at home as well, my thanks uh, for you for getting involved as well. A quick reminder that if you want to get involved with our 12 Days of Mugmas, uh, the link is in the description. Podcast Predictions is in the descriptions um, as well. For now, though... That is all we've got time for tonight. Can the Stags continue their epic run as they head for Forest Green Rovers on Saturday afternoon? What happens when an immovable force meets an unstoppable object? No, I've got that the wrong way around. You know what I mean. What happens is Manchester Town take on Forest Green Rovers and hopefully the Stags make the long journey home with all points. If you can't be there, make sure you tune in to Mansfield 103.2 for full match commentary. Build-up starts at one and joins us again early next week for more reaction and probably a Christmas special too. For now though, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Good night. Enjoy the rest of your week. Don't forget to get involved with podcast predictions and the 12 mugs of Mugsmas. Steve McLaughlin is over it just outside the area. This is a good opportunity for Mansfield to get back in the game. McLaughlin steps up, delivers the ball, lowing towards the middle. Willis turned towards goal!
3: the Stags through Reesos back in the side and back in the game Mansfield town one
2: Salford City one this one a similar position a little bit further out it's on the left hand side again it's a good 20 yards from goal McLaughlin stands over it two in the Salford wall away to our left hand side Mansfield right to left this afternoon kicking towards the north stand where there's only a handful of Salford fans Go. McLaughlin's free guys <laughs> yeah, into the back of the net he's taken went around the wall Stephen
3: McLaughlin jumps into the air punches the air in front of The Salford dugout, Mansfield players pile on him, and from one goal down, they now lead by two goals to
5: one. The Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's.